and welcome to the Independent Music Podcast, the weekly podcast celebrating great music, independent record labels, and interesting sounds from around the world. Hosted by me, Gareth Main, and me, Anthony Jarmus.
edition of the independent music podcast you just heard the sounds of will long is the dj sprinkles overdub edit um absolutely love dj sprinkles he's a sort of american dj but been based in japan for many many years sort of doing like interesting music for the dance floor and uh when i saw on boomcat that he's done uh, an edit of this uh, by this chap will long i've got absolutely no idea who he is on Comatons Recordings, which is a Japanese label, I thought that we'd put it on there for you in a general effort to put more interesting sort of um, house and techno, because if Gaz plays some tracks, but very rarely from me. So trying to give a bit of that. What do you think? It's very rare that we open with a 10-minute long, deep house track. It's usually somewhere <laughs> in the middle and a bit of an edit, but yeah. <laughs> well, I just thought we'd go in, yeah, just thought we'd go in about, don't we? I don't know if we have to have every single minute of it. Oh, yeah, I'm sure we do. <laughs> Which, uh, why not? They've, got, they've made 10 minutes for a reason, so why not enjoy every single second, right? <laughs> yeah, I've got this record called The Mole by Sprinkles that I used to DJ. It's just absolutely brilliant. And, yeah, a bit of a, bit of a 
yeah, like a bit of a yeah, kind of don't know what a word is. Great. Uh, I've got, I've got a track up from Analog Africa, a great German label, Hamburg, I think, is where they're based. Uh, they did, they had a fair bit of a gap between releases, but a couple of months ago they released a, a record called uh, Space Echo, the mystery behind the cosmic sound of Cabo Verde. What a great record, revealed. Isn't it? It's wonderful, and they've fo- been on the podcast already. I believe we have. Yes, ah, yeah, uh, they followed it up with this one, a compilation of a chap called Bittori, who is a, um, a Funana a musician from Cape Verde, and it's album is called Legend of Funana, brackets the forbidden music of the Cape Verde Islands. Uh, it's Batori and the track is called Batori na Bibina. <laughs>
from a record called Legend of Funana, The Forbidden Music of Cape Verde Islands, which is out 12th of September via Analog Africa. I say this year's Atacac because he's sort of a long-lost artist who is now suddenly about to tour Europe. Um, What's Funana? Any idea? Uh, Funana, uh, well, what I will tell you, I'm not sure that is the style of music um, that was just playing, but the reason why they call it Forbidden is that in sort of, I was going to say, the Portuguese occupation of Cape Verde Islands, uh, it was pro- oh. it was a prohibited sort of music because it was associated with um, sort of the overthrow attempts of the Portuguese sort of uh, occupiers. So we're talking about 150 years ago? Oh, way less yeah, than that. that. Yeah, we're talking more 50 years ago. Really? Uh, 50 years ago. Well, yeah. This must have been like one of the few remaining sort of like European occupied African countries if it's in Yeah, they uh, gained independence in 1975 um, right. but yeah, so is uh, so is one chap called Victor Tavares uh, apologies for the pronunciation he yeah recorded his first record in 1997 aged 59 um, apparently he like he played music for four decades before that and had sort of worked really hard abroad to save money for an accordion then came home and then did the music uh, and there's a quote here in the press release which is just not everyone welcomed the rural accordion based sound perceived as a symbol of the struggle for Cape Verdean independence and frowned upon as music of uneducated peasants Funana was prohibited by the Portuguese colonial rulers performing it in public or in urban centres had serious consequences often jail time and torture awaited musicians that were brackets caught in the act brackets uh, quotation marks caught in the act 
In light of such persecution, the genre of Funana began to slowly disappear, which sounds a bit heavy-handed for a form of music. Interesting. So exactly, so sort of traditional sort of sort of sort of folk music, so to speak, of the Capo Verde. Exactly. Oh, cool. Well, anyway, I love the uh, the Analog Africa comp uh, before that one. So yeah, I definitely have to give that. And you say he's touring. Uh, apparently no dates as yet, but it says here that he is, yeah, there are dates to be announced. At the ripe old age of 78, it looks like. Good yeah. effort. Um, I want to play you a track from a record label we've been playing, I think, every one of their releases, really. It's a Boca Versions, London-based sort of experimental dub label. Yeah, moved abroad uh, now, moved to um, either Paris or Berlin or is somewhere. Is really? I didn't realise he'd... Uh... He he left anyway. I think he's been. So what was the what was the last one that you played? The Seekers International, the very strange um, dub release. Yeah, exactly. He was releasing seven inches and then moved on to doing twelve inches with that Seekers International one, I think. And now they've got some sort of Turkish traditional dub music. <laughs> it says here, Boca Versions presents more international transmissions from the fringes of dub music. Step in, Arabaxo Ishara. Abu Amma's dubwise tales of Sufi ghost, Syrian locked grooves and Indonesian field recordings. Snatches of UK pub talk strung together with rumbles of sub add to the disorienting lack of place wherever you are. Always so good on their blurb, aren't they, man? Yeah. So spot on. Yeah, so what they're doing with their time. I've just had a quick check. It's actually Amsterdam. So I was sort of halfway between Paris and Berlin. <laughs> it is somewhere else. Um, so cool, so there you go, you've had a bit of blurb, here it is, this is uh, Abu Amra. Stop teaching so much hatred to your children. Thank you. 
There we go, the very unusual sounds of Abu Amma. Um, Arapzo, Arapzo Ishara is the name of the records. That's the sixth released on Bokka versions. Yeah, uh, such a great label, one that I admire immensely because they put out music that I obviously like but would never have the balls to release. I thought exactly the same thing. It's just like, you know, it's just like, of all the music you're like, I'm absolutely certain this will never sell. But yet, you know, that's what I want to release. And that's that's cool, you know, great. So that Seekers International record is pretty much like, I re- was reminded of releasing that Dead record that I put out, which was just weird dub that no one likes, apart from a very select few people. I think it's done quite a good job of sort of branding the label and sort of making it sort of like a cohesive identity and stuff like that. So I really hope... I really hope it is selling something. Yeah, I really hope. Well, I will continue to support with my monies uh, and see what happens. Uh, someone who probably does a, doesn't need as much support is a Bristolian uh, producer called Joker. I'm not sure. No, fairly popular. Uh, I, 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 sort of days, exactly. Yeah. He has so he's got a 12 inch that's coming out uh, 9th of September. It's EP called I'm going to say 24, but it's spelled in Roman numerals, so XXIV. Uh, bit and here's the lead track from it it's called G Shit
that's a joke. Uh, the track is called G Shit with a T on the end of it. Uh, it's uh, on a capsized record, a 12 inch. It's uh, called 24 bit EP, 24 in Roman numerals, if you want to Google it. It's out 9th of September, a yeah, 12 inch. Great stuff. Do you enjoy that? Yeah, I did. I was just I was saying, sort of, while the song was on, that that sort of music just reminds me of sort of like montages and car chases and slick looking adverts and stuff. And it's quite funny because it's like. It's been like the sort of go-to sort of thing for sort of TV shows and stuff for a bit. And yeah. it's like... Uh, Since that all got popular. Yeah. It, really? Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah, it's just, it's, it's quite interesting. I heard about two seconds. I was like, man, that's just immediately what that evokes to me. Which is, yeah, I just thought it was quite interesting. But I did like it. Yeah. So what you got next? Something completely different. I want to play you new music from Tame and Shud. Uh, London-based sort of rock four-piece. Been a favourite of mine since their debut album. And it is the follow-up to that. It's the uh, first new music in two years. The album's called Oracle War, and this track is also called Oracle War, and it's released on Trashmouth Recordings. <laughs>
always in an effort to find something interesting to put in the press release. Um, Tame and Shad slash label have got their own sort of special brand of silly bollocks here. Oracle War is the product of a series of rituals during which Tame and Shad attempted to establish contact with the aquatic races that will inherit the Earth following the extinction of mankind, says the band of the album. It is a crude representation of the liturgical music of an Elasmorosid priestly class, members of whom transmitted to Tame and Shad fragmentary information concerning their culture's aesthetics and eschatology. Hmm. Yeah, it carries on for ages as well. All right. I, I, I more like to think of it being a product of them being in a rehearsal room and coming up with good tunes. Yeah, I guess it's more exciting than saying London-based rock four-piece yeah. who made the, made the tune... Yeah. Somewhere in South London in a recording studio. Yeah, man, that, that gets me. Um, yeah, so. Nasty, heavy and brilliant. I, I've got a lot of time, a lot of love for Tim and Chuck. Yeah, fantastic. At Royal Power, Anthony's Festival, a couple of months back, uh, had to pick up the record uh, Viper Smoke. Is that the name of their first album? Yes, yes. And that's definitely the name of the first single, and I think it's also the name of the album as yeah, well. Yeah, cracking record. Um, I've got something that is quite interestingly recorded. This is... Um, this is a Sun Ra legendary jazz chap and late legendary jazz chap and Merzbo. Uh, not sure it's quite so legendary Japanese experimental in, noise well, chap. In his, uh, in his field, you don't get any more legendary than Merzbo, basically. So That's, It's just that noise is not for everybody. No, it's <laughs> not. So I've got um, about five minutes of uh, brutal music here. Essentially, uh, music of Sun Ra for this record was licensed from the estate and it was remixed by uh, Masami Akita, uh, well, a.k.a. Mersbo. And, yeah, there's an album called Strange City out on Cold Spring, a UK record label, on 29th of September. Uh, the vinyl and CDs have completely different track listings and different musics on them. Musics? <laughs> different music on them. Uh, this is one track that comes on the vinyl. It's called Granular Jazz Part 4.
Sunra and Mersbo, uh, that's Granular Jazz Part 4. It's uh, taken from record out on Cold Spring, uh, out on 29th of September. Yes, it, that track is from the vinyl string, Granular Jazz Parts 1, 2 and 4, I think. Or was it 1, 3 and 4 are on the vinyl. Part 2 is on the CD along with another track called Livid Sun Loop, which is a cheeky 32-minute track. <laughs> Just uh, drop it in there. Yeah, I like that. Myself. I can see why they call it granular jazz. Yes, exactly. So, yeah, really interesting release. Um, you know, Sun Ra himself is a pretty experimental chap, so I suspect he might approve of that treatment of his work. <laughs> um, yeah, and really enjoyable. Out on 
weird yellow vinyl. Yeah, definitely worth it. Cool. Next one from me is a Canadian artist called Tanya Tagak. I think I'm pronouncing the surname correctly. Um, she first came to my attention in 2014 when she won the uh, Polaris Music Prize, sort of like the Canadian Mercury, really. Uh, Colin Stetson also won that uh, once. So definitely... So solid... Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely, yeah, some throat singing and some sort of uh, circular breathing saxophone is what Canada votes for their music prize and what do we get? <laughs> I don't want to jinx yeah, it. Yeah, we won't, we won't go into that. Um 1975. <laughs> so she, she's she got a new record. It's out on a six-shooter record. She's a... So there's sort of history. She's from the north of Canada, sort of from a sort of Inuit background. They sort of have... Because you kind of think of, like, Eskimo associated... Maybe Alaska, let's say, you know? But obviously, like, it's a landmass right next to Canada, and all along the top is share and ethnicity. And it's sort of from a throat-singing tradition of their music. And this is a track from it, and it's called Aorta. <laughs>
absolutely brilliant sounds of Tanya Tagak. Aorta is the name. I'm, I'm not going to lie, mate. It, I think the podcast has been on quite good form for the last few weeks, but that's possibly the best song that's been on this podcast for ages. <laughs> oh, like, the one that I enjoyed the most. Cool. Well, it's absolutely, I can fully admit that as we were doing this one, we realised that one of the songs I was going to play, we actually played a few weeks back. And um, so I quickly went on the Quiet Us to... Uh, see if there was anything new there there was just like new song by Tanya Tegak I'm like oh great <laughs> so uh, the quiet house can take credit yes it's a song I've never heard of before and I'm going to immediately go and check out the old album yeah I wanted to uh, I wanted to really want to see her live I've seen some videos it looks like a sort of really as you can hear from the song like a really intense sort of in your face uh, live set yeah so when's the record out November the 18th Excellent. On the uh, six-shooter record, it says. Uh, yeah, do you, do you know the label? I do not. Nor do I. Yeah. have to check it out. Excellent. I'm going to play something now uh, completely different. Uh, this is from a Danish four-piece. It's this sort of like psychedelic music in the sort of indie term. It's, somewhere, it's pitched somewhere between sounding like The Doors and Suede, which is quite unlike anything we really play on this podcast it also got two influences two bands that I do like and so you got yourself off of Spade uh, Spade Spade love a cheeky bit of Spade <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's, a, it's a band called The Wands and it's coming out on Danish label uh, Flamecaster Records and this track's called Faces. <laughs>
So that's the sounds of the ones. The track is called Faces. You might have got that. It's uh, from a 10-inch uh, EP, also called Faces, out 30th of September, Flamcaster Records. Uh, I think you might have got uh, somewhere between the doors and suede is what I wrote here, and I stand by that. Yeah, because the sort of the, the the cadence or the way the guy's singing definitely sounds like Brett Anderson. I know that band actually, but I thought they were American for some reason. Yeah, no, Danish. Danish. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I fancy oh, man, eating I right now. One of Danish. That's exactly. What I was thinking it. as well. It's always at that point. So at the point of the podcast where Anthony always gets hungry, uh, regular <laughs> listeners might recognise that. Yeah. Danish. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to play you some music from Cram Discs Recordings, the uh, Belgian label. It's uh, the second track they've had in three weeks now. It's from a band called Aqua Surge. We, p- we played you the Axak Mobile Review. Um, a couple of weeks ago, and Aqua Surge are sort of part of the band. For that, they sort of they are the the sort of nuts and bolts of the band, so to speak. And then it's sort of got guest musicians and singers, and ones like that. And I'd never come across them before until I sort of got got listening to the review band. And yeah, I really quite like it. Um, sort of like quirky European jazzy pop. <laughs> Sur les heures, 
Serge, Les Uzes is the name of the song, and I really like that. Gaz? Yeah, I noticed about two bars into it, I was just like, I'm going to really enjoy this. Yeah, one of Gaz's favourite bands is Gable, who, if you're a regular podcast listener, you'll know that, because he plays them all the time. And uh, so something that, you know, that sort of sound is going to be going to be very likely that Gareth likes it. Yeah, it was interesting. I was listening to um, an old Finders Keepers podcast the other day where it was about Balearic music and they were just talking offhand about sort of pop music and how pop music in a foreign language is always much more enjoyable because it's more forgiving because you don't understand the lyrics. It's what, exactly what we were saying while the song's on. It's like, I wonder if I would like this so much if I actually knew what he was singing about, if he was like singing something in English. But... Who can say? But I completely agree with them. You know? Yeah, really, really odd uh, pop music. All those sort of Indian sort of Bollywood records or sort of Turkish psych, you know. So doesn't, being able to understand the lyrics doesn't really... I don't know, if you could understand it, would that add an appreciation of the music? I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> Who can say? Um, we're going to leave you uh, with after this song so I just wanted to say thank you for listening as always if you're a regular listener if you're new to the podcast uh, thank you as well for listening and you can feel free to subscribe uh, to the podcast so you get it every Monday to your phone or device you can subscribe iTunes Acast Pocket Casts Acast Republic anywhere you get your podcasts if you go to independentmusicpodcast.net there's quite a few links there where you can find um, places to download. If you can't find that service, you can get in touch with us, facebook.com forward slash independent music podcast and ask us there and we'll sort it out yeah, for you. Yeah, it's also all on Mixcloud as well, so if you just want to listen on your laptop just while you're working, which is uh, one of the ways that I do, or on the Independent Music Podcast website, which sort of streams from Acast. Yeah, it's all available for you. And yeah, I'm going to leave you with a track from a Melbourne musician called Ross Mc- Ross McHenry. Uh, he's a leader of a band called Shailene Afronauts, uh, who's a band that Anthony's a fan yeah, I of. I love that band. I've never heard the guy's name, but I really like the band. But that's where yeah. he is. He's yeah. got his, uh, I think it's his debut uh, solo album. It's called Child of Somebody. It's just come out about a week or so ago on fir- on first world record uh, first word records. Oh, sorry, I was say, well, first world records we know, but not first word. Well, actually, it's always first word. I always say first world. I don't know why, but it's definitely first word. And you have the look. I've got, on- the, I've got their T-shirt, right? Yeah. The red T-shirt. Yeah. I know, man. You've got the look on your face that I had when I realised. <laughs> I was like, I've worn that T-shirt many times. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to sort of visualise it in my head. I put yeah. it as first world record. Full Giants, DJ Scientist, all those records. The, uh, did the stall at the labour market yeah, where they gave first, me the free T-shirt. First word. Well, record. what the fuck do you know? <laughs> yeah, there, well, there, well. Mind blown. That's it. So, <laughs> on that, we will leave you with this. It's uh, Ross McHenry. It's the opening track from his album. It's called Opening Slash Despair. The album's called Child of Somebody. Thanks again for listening. Bye. <laughs>